everybody this is tiffany what's up this is ariel and this is episode 26 26 of grab your cup podcast hello what up let me tell you hello you know what i'm saying hello you want to know what i'm saying hello ask uh, ask me come on ask me i can't wait till we get video because one I don't want to ask but I'm going to but two I just want y'all to see the disgust on my face with her making me ask why are you saying that because I want to shout out Tyler Perry for being that dude okay Tyler Perry is why you keep doing what you gotta do no matter what nobody think about it true story because he was definitely sleeping in the car no, I'm saying all the people that hate Madea, like, I don't think anybody should change their mind. I just think you cannot downplay how monumental his imprint is, whether you like Madea or not. He got a whole studio, y'all. That's a what? huge, stu- like, Warner Brothers has a studio. He has a studio like Warner Brothers. Like, a whole studio like Warner Brothers. Like, I, this is no fact check, because I haven't fact checked, but from what? I was hearing, like, you could put that studio in his studio. Well, listen. That studio. You can take Disney's studio and put it inside of his studio because that's how he moving out here. Go big or go home. You know what I'm saying? I'm with it. I don't know if it's true or not either, but I'm with it. All of it. And if it is, or even if it isn't, like, to know he has soundstage just in honor of people and actors and actresses he felt need to honor that look like us like there's no turning back of this there's our kids get to see a studio and honored of people that look like us like true story that's dope it is dope he's given so many people different jobs and and (sighs) amplified their career so i that was my hello (laughs) that was for my dear um, don't want to. No, whatever. <laughs> hey. It happened. <laughs> so you, hey, y'all, I'm still on my uh, social media fast, but leave it to Tiffany <laughs> to keep me updated and abreast of everything that's going on. So, Tiffany, my social media, um, what should I call you? Uh, information distributor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like the hot topics person on the, um... Like the news station, you know but, they bring that one person in. Yeah, but just for me. Oh yeah, right. So I don't really talk to too many other people. <laughs> That's a whole other episode, right? <laughs> so what's this new thing you just updated me on? Okay, two things. Um, one, I see you NBC, <laughs> and I don't like it, and I'm offended. Okay, I'm not. I'm tickled beyond belief. Now, I love me some Law and Order, and I am well aware that they do, um, in their words, coincidental comparisons to real life things. Right. But this celebrity that was attacked, that turned into a headline, <laughs> y'all are out of control, you hear me? Hey, when she told me what, what had happened in the shade room, posted it. And, and everybody wh- was in the comments talking about justice for Juicy. Because <laughs> Dave Chappelle is on trash, too. Oh, my God. Oh, it's funny. Every time, justice for Juicy. Girl, I can't breathe. Oh, my God. 
justice for Juicy. <laughs> Listen, you know what, NBC? I appreciate the small window of time that y'all took. You say, you know what? Give it a minute. Let it let it sit there for a second. Oh, but we're coming. Right. right. <laughs> and then they were, it was like they peeked around the corner. It was like, you good? Everybody good? Okay, cool. What, what would be funny if on this episode they highlight like... The lie? His removal from whatever thing he was... You know, like the changes in life. Like he got kicked off. The, like, I just want to know how petty... How far does your pettiness go, NBC? Like how far are you going to be like, no, it's just coincidental. <laughs> No, it just looks like hey, but you know in the beginning they'd be like, "All names have been changed to protect the innocent." (laughs) Based off of some things have been altered, we can't confirm or deny (laughs) if this is based off of something that truly happened. We can't base this off of juicy or not. But what I'm saying is, 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 draw your own conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, that was the first thing. The second thing. With my uh social media updater. Um hmm. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to be better. Um because I let me not bitter women. Um <laughs> cut it out. Yeah, because I can't just say women. Bitter women. You gotta stop. Like Here's it's a- not cute, hun. It's not cute. Like, and let me tell you how I know it's not cute because I have. Re- so, I don't know if y'all got Google or not, but Google will bring back up pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story, y'all, but I'm gonna just. Oh God, <laughs> Tiffany is a terrible person. Listen, so Google will bring back memories that you have of photos and they'll be like in 2015 this is what you were doing right on this day on this day right so sometimes my screenshots will come up and i'll read a screenshot that i took of a conversation i have with somebody (laughs) and lord the growth that i have had i would be so petty and bitter in and i don't even think i was being bitter i felt like i was being petty but it was definitely a, a bitter undertone had a bitter sauce on top of it it was a little spicy little mm. spicy so i know what it looks like because i did it and uh it wasn't cute when i was doing it either i before mean i we, was cute before we go further that on this day is trash okay <laughs> and hey. i've been so vocal like hey, yo. i don't know what's wrong with you and I tell Ariel and my fiance, I don't know why y'all got that set up. This is a trap. These things never come up on my end. Guess what happened this week? She definitely got a <laughs> on this day in 2015. You were doing this. She sent that notification to me. I hollered. I said, "Whoa, Google, stay on." Tra-. She said, "On trash." You I did that. Um, my ex the, stay popping up in mine, girl. I'm like, like the Where? meme, like with the squinty eyes. That meme of the like black boy with the big eyes and he has his hands on his chest. And oh, and the yellow t-shirt. Looking, he's like, what? And he's just looking at like, what, what? is happening? That's what happened when that came across my screen. It happens to me all the time, girl. Okay. The worst is if if at least it's just a picture. 
wait till a screenshot pop up of a conversation, like a text message or an mm. inbox conversation that you had. Girl, one time an inbox came up and I was just, I read it and it just destroyed my whole world. <laughs> and I re- Because I realized the trash that I used to accept mm. and then I was reading the trash and I was like, girl, what's so interesting is you read that trash and screenshot it and saved it. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Moving forward, let's not <laughs> say we did. Anyway, back to the bitter women. Continue. Okay. Um. <laughs> Chicago rapper G Herbal <laughs> <laughs> recently um, celebrated his birthday. Has a little drama going on with his current girlfriend and his child's mother. Um, and people aren't really a fan if they followed him. They know of his relationship with his kid's mom, so they... Not really receptive to, I think, the mannerism and who and how and all the details. Because, you know, people like to decide how other people should be. Right. So, they don't like that. Fast forward. This woman has also had a whole other public profile relationship with a boxer. They're not dealing with each other. Fine. Um, They've had some words back and forth. Um... After his birthday, when there are all these posts being shared of G. Herbal's girlfriend gifting him with his sentimental necklace that had his grandmother on it, and he was emotional, and everybody's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> his child's mother decides to make a post um, very angry, <laughs> speaking on how she asked him not to have their son around his current girlfriend. Shut up. <laughs> That's all I got. Girl! And, you know, everybody's story's different. And Didn't I say I was gonna try to stop saying that? Yeah, you know, everybody's story's different, and I really reflected, and I was like, what would make you this angry about this subject? And then I, like, was really reading what she was saying, and I... I have always been confused when you've been intimate with someone and you decide to talk down on them because you say that they have some type of STD of why you think that doesn't reflect anything about you. Too. Oh my God. It's and always why been confused. Are you doing that? Let's start there. Why are you doing that? Well, I just think you can't do that. <laughs> you, you just, you can't, you shouldn't. And if nothing told you not to before the fact that this is someone you've been intimate with, should be the censor to say, hey, this kind of applies to you too. <laughs> Damn. No? Okay, whatever. You got crotch fire? Because you saying he got crotch fire, so you literally probably have crotch fire. Because I know your crotches were... crotches happen. The crotches were together, so... No? Okay, whatever. Um, So that's what I think. Um, So she per- she proceeded to go into that and calling this girl whore and talking about she's messed with his friends and nothing that was getting to why why you don't want her in the room with your son like I was looking for like and you know she fed my baby something he was allergic to and you know that he came back sick when you said she was something that just was directly gone since you were being so expressive and you decided to let us in and you, to your feelings and nothing went back to that original point that like I don't want her around 
just because you don't. Meanwhile, we've seen your boyfriend that you had around your son. First of all, you can't do what I do. I'm talking with my hand in my neck. Oh. Rocking, y'all. First of all, you can't do what I do. Oh, okay. Second of all, I make better decisions than mm. you do. And third of all, because... I don't want y'all trying to be a family, yeah. and I'm not in the picture. So, boo-boo. You, y'all That's when it becomes I'm, my son. Oh, because it was all of that in it. I don't want her around my son. Hey, but when that child support money show up, you don't be saying my son. You be in court like, our son. He needs to take care of our son. <laughs> his son needs him, and his son needs... Oh, you, you changed Ooh. him. The you role ch- placement switch Listen, up. You change your words up. Your vernacular gets real different <laughs> when you over there talking with that talk. Ooh, okay. See, that's why I ain't on social media because oh, I ain't got time for that. This why I don't want to be. <laughs> this see, why. See, what happens is I see that and then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go play a game on my phone. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to stick around here. I don't want to be a part of it. Um. So I want to start. I've decided. So this week. I've been having some um, women issues with my body and figuring out things that have been moving and shaking. I feel like I want to start a support group <laughs> like AA. Like I want women to come and say, hey, I understand I'm a woman. These, there are certain things that are supposed to happen. I'm not okay with it. And I want us to sit around and support each other with tea and you know, crumpets, maybe some crab cakes. Um, well, you had so- me a tea, but them crumpets, I ain't gonna be able to do it. Could you say tea and Krispy Kreme donuts? Mm. See, I just feel like that goes better. Not not quite where I was headed, but I, okay. It, yeah, we can, we can put that in there. I mean, because... Never mind, this was about to get fat. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Cookies? Maybe cookies. Maybe. Oh, remember them? Do you remember them cookies that Aldi's used to have? If y'all not from Chicago, you ain't gonna know what I'm talking about. Well, I don't know where Aldi's is. Right. But listen, Aldi's used to have those matte chocolate chip cookies. They came in that little tray, and they. Oh, how old am I, y'all? They had uh these thick chocolate chip cookies. They about the size of a cell phone. Each individual <laughs> cookie. They came like eight six to eight in a tray and then it was two slots in the tray so maybe at the most 16 cookies was up in there and then um you would have uh the outside of it was like it looked like a a picnic scarf or Mm -hmm. something these is the most delectable and delicious cookies ever which is probably why all these don't sell them no more i was just gonna say i don't think i've seen i think i know what you're talking about when you said the picnic thing I don't think I've seen that in years. I don't like it. <laughs> but continue. <clears throat> but yeah, I just feel like I want to support group because there's so much that, like, I just, we're dope, man. Women, we're dope. <laughs> the things that. Perfectly and wonderfully made. And don't you ever let nobody tell you otherwise. Man. Don't you ever let no man tell you that you need to cut your body up. Don't you ever tell let no woman tell you that you could be better if you did this. Not if you want to do it yourself because that's what you want to do for you that's your business but you don't never let nobody tell you otherwise because i never mind i almost went on a tangent 
<laughs> I said what I said. That's all yeah. I have to say about that. But we carry a lot. We carry a lot that just is set up as natural ways it's supposed to go. And yeah. So I'm learning a lot about me and my body and where it's at and 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 working through <laughs> feeling like my insides are a lot older than what my age said. <laughs> Well, you over here learning, and I'm over here trying to unlearn. You trying to? I gotta do a little bit of that too. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get into that bag. Hey, so what was that chick name? What's her name off of uh? What's that show? The Real? Is that what it's called? The Talk Show. The The Talk Show. The Mm -hmm. Real. Jenny, the one everybody's mad at right now. Why they mad at her? Because she's dating young Jeezy. Why they mad because she dating young Jeezy? Because people care how other people make decisions in their lives. <laughs> Wait, is it because she's Asian? Yeah. They think he's supposed to be with a black girl? Yeah. Is they, that what it is? Oh No, it's le- legit. I saw people saying, they because, you know, like in back in the day, he dated Keisha Cole. So Did he? Mm-hmm. Girl, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know none of this but stuff. But they were like, why she get out of social media? Social media hasn't even been what it is for a long time you don't know who this man has been with anyway why she come and the non-black girl get all this showing off and he ain't ever been showing nobody but you know what also people don't understand is growth Ooh. maturity mm. circumstances situation but that's the part we got to unlearn y'all we got to unlearn what we think a picture supposed to look like what if all the black women he dated were super toxic and trash what if all the black women that he dated told him don't put me on social media because <laughs> let me tell you who the chick that i used to be <laughs> you take that picture and you save that in your phone sir don't you put that on your page i definitely was that chick to be the first person I, and look and then i got with somebody and i was like no 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 put me on social media <laughs> and he was like nope <laughs> He's like, nah, it's a no fam. for me, dog. Yeah, he was like, nah, fam, we ain't gonna be able to do it. But uh, you can come over tonight, though. <laughs> okay, here the I come. <laughs> Look, okay. I'll be there five minutes. Uh, Look, do you need ice? Do- <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a shower first. I'll be on my way. That's the goofy sound that I make of myself when I'm doing something goofy and stupid. I just see myself like skipping along doing something real stupid. But that's the stuff we got to unlearn. So what did you, what was it that you told me that she had said on um the real? So she had this profound clip that I felt like was super important. It was a clip of her um saying you need like she was her own upgrade Mm -hmm. and i think this the segment may have been addressing uh like cinderella syndrome and they were saying that it's it's because she started saying like i never had cinderella syndrome i didn't even want to be married Mm -hmm. like that was never something i thought about myself but how she doesn't hold her ex um she doesn't hold him she doesn't blame him for the expectations he didn't meet because she realizes, like, after getting out of there and mm-hmm. even more in her current relationship, how low her standards were. So, you want to play part of the clip? Yeah. Okay. Just in my 
situation. I can only speak from my experience. Um, I didn't, I never grew up with Cinderella syndrome because I knew those white girls ones of my story, honestly. And I never wanted, I even didn't want to be married, okay? So I think if you look back at seasons where I gave a lot of credit, it was because my own standards were low. And that is just from, I, we can go into a whole counseling session as to why I only gave myself that bare minimum. So I'm not blaming my ex for the things that he barely came through to do. I was just like, when you say, oh, good for you, you did that documentary, or, or that's cool. Then I'm like, great, he supports me. Awesome. That, to me, is now my standard of support. I didn't know for two things. I didn't know until, honestly, my new relationship that even something as basic as... Oh my god, I'm not crying to feel bad for me. I'm just like, it oh, was so okay, touchy. Okay, okay. But like, even something as basic as like at his birthday party, he left to go, like left his birthday party to drive me to the airport to Atlanta. And I was like, yo, I can Uber. Like I Uber my whole life. I've Ubered through my marriage. I'm good. I'm good. And he was looking at me like, are you crazy? Like I need to see you off. I'm to drive you to the airport. That, that to me was, so I'm just saying, you can blame or you can say or not blame, but just be mindful of your standard. Yeah, and sometimes for me, Oof. being alone in that time that I took to myself was my upgrade. Yeah. That yeah. was my you upgrade. You were your own upgrade. So that right there was, she was talking, talking, y'all. <laughs> Hey, you know what's so funny that she definitely touched on something that I'm very familiar with that um, she was like, I didn't even want to be married. Mm -hmm. I definitely had an extremely low bar of what I expected from people. And then mm -hmm. um, when I received, what's so crazy is you have a low bar and then when a person doesn't touch the bar, you lower the bar. Mm -hmm. So... The, the bar was down there on the floor <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> now the bar, I'm kicking the bar around on the carpet at this point. That's how low it is. Mm -hmm. and, and and I really appreciated what she said when she was saying, you know, to me, that was acceptable. But right. when, when that is all that you're, you're putting out to receive... Mm -hmm. And then you receive it, you feel like, oh, well, this is the best. That's what and is normal. This is normal. And then when you, I feel like a couple things can happen. I feel like either you'll be like, one, if a person does more, you could look at them and be like, why are you doing so much? Like, mm -hmm. they're so uncomfortable because you're not used to anything else that it makes you uncomfortable. Kind of like if you're not used to a person being overly affectionate, right? right? And then you f you're with somebody who's overly affectionate, them touching you all the time is, mm -hmm. is annoying and irritating, mm -hmm. but they are an affectionate person and this is their way of showing you and I'm not talking about affectionate as in they always want to have sex. No. I'm talking about a person Touchy. that every time you see them, they have to have their hand on you or they touch you when you walk past or they want to hold your hand or um, just any type of uh, um, physical touch that you're not used to because you're only used to physical touch when you're going to have sex or when intimacy has just happened or is about to happen. Um it, it changes for you 
when you meet somebody that is like that, right? Mm-hmm. That So then sometimes you have that whole attitude of like, uh, you do too much. And then you could have the attitude of, ooh, I didn't even know that this is what I was craving. Right. And then when you get it, you like, so I ain't been getting into this whole time and there's mm-hmm. people out here doing this with people. Right. What the what? Or you are indifferent and you're just like, well, I mean, that's how that person is. I like this person, so I just accept it. Well, here's the thing. What I thought was beautiful is that I think if you hear that, depending on how you receive it, you may think that makes sense. Like, of course, yes. Wow, she found somebody willing to do that. But I think a lot of times people don't aren't as honest that for someone else, they would have rejected that and not held accountable that it had to do with their own standard. Absolutely. Like, they would have... So that whole act of, like, bruh, it would have been, like, a thing. Like, that's not a big deal. I'm good. Right. And it would have been a thing where you would have been actually rejecting something that really could have been embraced and, you know, humbling and an awareness tactic because we're so conditioned to like a one size fit all because we want to have stuff figured out that growth and evolving. We don't allow ourselves to do it all the time. That maybe I, maybe I have been super independent. Maybe I, like she said, I've done this, but some of it might be growth and timing. Right. Because where I'm at now, I could really use not having to have all that on my plate. Right. You know, where I've evolved after being divorced, after going, spending that time single, after, you know, dealing with other things, that this is right on time. Right. And and another point in place, she may have not been receptive to receive it that way. And I think that takes a little bit, that's where part of the unlearning comes in. Because I think unlearning could be looked at as, twofolds some if you look at it negatively i think you can look at it as like forced change Mm -hmm. and then the other side of me thinks like standing my ground staying true to me so if i unlearn things i lose me if i unlearn what i think then i'm lying i'm robbing myself or i'm like breaking myself down absolutely i mean i've said that a million times and uh i mean on here we've talked about it before where i said in my past relationship i definitely said i don't want to lose myself um and my ex would say all the time like why do you keep saying it as if that's a bad thing if you gain greater things from it and he was absolutely correct there were things that i needed to unlearn Mm -hmm. and and in though their space in that place of the things that I was unlearning, I would I gained so much more knowledge, patience, understanding, um, uh, just a different perspective on the way to see things, view things, and process things. And I say it all the time that my husband's gonna brag about me because of those things. But it took a, an extreme. Um, circumstance in my life and I had to unlearn a lot of different things and I think people look at unlearning as you're wrong mm. it's looked at as you know nobody likes to be to be told you're wrong or no 
the way you're doing things are wrong. It, it's like a scolding type thing to, to, to be told. Cause that's how I took it. Mm-hmm. it. It was like, no, you're wrong and you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. And it, it, it feels like an attack, mm-hmm. you know? And when you feel like you're being attacked and it makes you stand your ground, mm-hmm. you, you plant your feet and you like, nah, I ain't right. learning nothing, bruh. So now what? Now, and then it's kind of like, okay, so first of all, why are you taking it that far? <laughs> Second of all, what Very is aggressive. right? What is wrong with learning something a different way? Like mm-hmm. there's nothing. And it's so interesting because even when it comes to parenting, we're, we're like that a lot of times. Like I, I had to unlearn a lot of things from when I was growing up that I thought was how I wanted to parent. Mm. or how people told you you should parent and this is what parenting should look like there you know I'm when I grew up spankings were the thing and I always said that I was gonna spank my kids Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong you gonna get this work if if you need it but I wanted my kids and I didn't have multiple so my son I my son and I have more conversations than anything else. Mm-hmm. When my son was little, when my son was little, I probably had to spank him like maybe four times. And after that four times, first of all, he knows I'm serious. I don't make idle threats. You're going to do what I tell you to do. But I also feel like as parents, when I was growing up, because I told you so was mm-hmm. the answer to the question. Right. And yes, it is because and there's I, no questions. And I, I agreed with that. I was like, yeah, it is because I told you so. So you do what I tell you to do, but I don't have a problem going that extra mile and saying, and this is why I'm telling you though. Right. So, but like, because I told you so, and this is the reason why I told you so Right. is something that I had to learn. And I had to unlearn the, the flat out because I told you, so do what I told you to do mentality that I grew up with. And it didn't help me like that. That wasn't something that brought me closer to my parents. Right. That wasn't something that brought me closer to an understanding of why things had to happen the way they did. Like I, that didn't do that for me. And I, I had to unlearn a lot of those different things that I didn't even realize that I had to unlearn until I had my kid. And I saw that that wasn't what was best fit for me. Well, I think I had definitely, that that right there is a continuous unlearning. Like there are certain moments in handling situations that I'm like, am I reacting out of predisposition because mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. what I know? Right. Or does this apply right. for this? And right. I have to tap into that. For me, being a single mom, like I didn't grow up in a single parent household. Right. So for me, um, I have, you know, my dad who took care of most, pretty much the overhead of the household of, mm-hmm. you know, paying all the household bills. And my mom took on the overhead of the children. Right. And that's how they function. Now, me as a single mom, like, my circumstance is completely different, but I'm predisposition of seeing my mom be the type of mom she was to me. Right. So I wanted to be that. that. Right. And really taking it tough that, I can't go buy, um, I can't go buy up a wardrobe for my kid because that's not my circumstance. Mm-hmm. I can't go 
ball so hard on Christmas the same type of way. Right. And really dealing with feeling bad and feeling bad about myself that like I'm I feel too dependent on needing help to make it look the way that I know in my mind it's supposed to look because that's the type of mom I had. Right. So for me, sizing myself up, not really paying attention to what's completely different about this circumstance. And doesn't apply. It doesn't apply. Like she could do that because she had a husband taking care of the overhead of the right. house. And so the reason she could pour into this way for me was because it wasn't all on her. You know, I see. Um, like you'll see people who who grew up, uh, and they grew up to be um, celebrities or whatever the case may be, or you know, just well off. And you'll see them say all the time, like. My parents did the best they could with Mm -hmm. what they had. And I do realize that a lot of times parents are beating themselves up because they don't feel like they're doing enough for their kid. But their kid don't know that they missing a beat. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I always say we teach our kids way more unintentionally. Than we do on purpose. Correct. Just by them seeing For us, sure. how we function, and and that becoming the staples of what becomes normal or not for them. Um, I think for a lot of those people, it's because they had to go through circumstances that humbled them mm-hmm. to take a look back. That maybe in that moment, they might have been like, hey, I wanted to be on the football team. Or I wanted to do these things that I didn't get to do. And then they started taking a journey of life and was like, yo, she was working it out, bro. Right. Like, Absolutely. hey, I got to respect that. I um, had to unlearn um, when it came to my son how I viewed him seeing what love looked like mm. in my mind because my parents always argued my parents it was a volatile situation um and I was often in the middle of it I never wanted my son to see that mm-hmm. but in the interim I also wasn't in a relationship that was very loving right um outward there I mean me and his dad, we loved each other, but we weren't in love with each other. We didn't demonstrate what love looked like in a mm-hmm. relationship. Now, we never argued in front of my son. We never fought. So when my son finally found out that we were no longer together, he was confused because my parents are good. Because we parent extremely well. Like, right now, people are confused that we're not in a relationship because we co-parent this thing. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know for sure that my son knows what a loving relationship should look like. I don't know for sure that my son knows what a husband should look like mm-hmm. with his wife or a girlfriend and a boyfriend's uh, non-toxic toxic right. relationship is supposed to look like. And I had to unlearn the fact that just because we weren't arguing and fighting in front of him didn't mean that we were showing him what a relationship should look like. Right. And as a parent, you forget that shoes clothes food and you know what i'm saying a roof over your head are not the only things right you're cre- i'm creating a man mm-hmm. i'm creating a little boy that's going to you know become a father he's going to be a husband he's going to be a boyfriend he's going to be a friend mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i'm creating a person who ultimately is getting all those gifts and characteristics and traits from 
what he sees when he grows up and I'm molding him and shaping him and you just not seeing your parents argue ain't what's going to do it, you know? And I had to unlearn that part because I had kept telling, I, I kept telling myself when I was, you know, younger, my kid will never see this. My kid will never be involved in this. My kid, but I didn't have that conversation with myself and he's going to see what real love looks like in a relationship. And I'm going to make sure I'm in a relationship that is that and, you know, and, and move towards him seeing that type of structure. I, I think a lot of times we need to unlearn certain behaviors because of what we believe are the key fat key components you know what i'm saying and sometimes that we make it law yeah like like this is this is the this is it <laughs> I, I said what i said i said what i said and there uh, nothing else to talk about i mean and it, it even trickles over to my attitude when i was at work mm-hmm. i had to i literally told myself like oh they don't care i don't care facts they don't care i don't care and mm-hmm. I felt that way about everything, which when in reality, I'm really not that lazy person. Right. I really enjoy, you know what I'm saying, being a person that people consider they can depend on at work. I mm-hmm. I enjoyed the fact that when something was happening, people would call me or they'll be like, hey, go get her. She got this. Like, mm-hmm. this is her bag. Like, and, right. and then to know that people are coming to me for certain things, it's kind of like, oh. Right. But- I kept, you know, that the unlearned behavior that I had to get out of my system was they don't care. I don't care. So even though I did enjoy how it made me feel when people did come to me, like when they would come to me, I'd be like, oh, I hope y'all figure it out. Because I was going to have this, you don't know, you don't care. I don't care attitude as if the person that I am didn't weigh more than how they made me feel how the person that they portrayed me to be like you could portray me as a person but that's not really who I am and I would allow those things to actually have more weight than who I knew I was right even at work and and a lot of times people don't they're like how I'm at work is different who I am but what you don't realize is you are constantly practicing when you're at work to be that person Mm -hmm. and it becomes part of who you are it becomes it becomes a dangerous switch off if you can see yourself in a completely different version of yourself in one arena just because you can mm-hmm. there yeah and think that won't trickle anywhere else in any other department absolutely because you may not carry the same um, dispositions in every other setting but um, I don't know just like guys. I feel like if you go to work and you banter with your coworkers and crude humor and rude stuff, they're like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say this if I wasn't in a room with these guys. Correct. You got to hold a certain level of accountability, though, that when you go home to your woman and she's asking you to be kinder to her, you don't really practice being kind. Nope. And you don't think that that has anything to do with it or translate, but it's a disposition of just, I don't kind of have to. And you just kind of are creating different normalcies and habits that that part of you that says, why don't I have to? You got to get out of that mentality and kind of like unlearn the scope of how you're looking because it's not getting you to the results of what you really want. Like you can get to what you really want. I know for me, when it comes to work, I've struggled. We're in this era where 
entrepreneurship is such a big deal. Oh, uh, talk about it. That people, like, it's almost, you know, like, in the Diddy phase, it was like, you ain't grinding if you sleep. Because yeah. hustlers don't sleep. And people are like, I need my sleep, though. Diddy, how do you? <laughs> I... But you know what's so funny? Now, everything on YouTube is saying how you cannot be... um productive if you don't sleep right did he definitely tell everybody like i sleep 13 hours a day like uh what's dude name that play uh oh everybody lebron mm-hmm. he said like he take naps in the middle of the day yeah. he got like a whole little cryo center because, because it starts becoming about a trend yes more than meeting your personal requirements and absolutely need. so that's what i'm saying so You'll get the people that make it seem like if you're not being an entrepreneurial, if you don't have side hustles, if you don't got some other bag to get into, that you're not living a fulfilling life. Or that a nine to five is beneath right, like, entrepreneurship. Like, and entrepreneurship is hard. That doesn't mean you don't want to do the work because that's not your thing. Right. And I might be out here killing it and thriving it in my nine to five. Like, let me live. For me, I struggle with trying to express my desires for entrepreneurship and kind of being like, yeah, that's pretty lofty. Nine to five is a safe thing to do. It's like, <laughs> that's pretty lofty. Uh, and... Oh, sound cute. Hey, while you're figuring it out, um, the nine to five thing <laughs> might want to hold on to that. And you know, I can't make what, because for me, I'm always kind of coming back to the surface of this part of myself that has to be itched because I'm not giving it a hundred percent. Right. Because I've never stopped to really pour into it what I know I could pour into it. Right. So it's never manifesting. And I almost am always playing a restart on on that entrepreneurial um, side of things that I want to do because I go and I go and be like, yeah, let's be realistic. You kind of need to be like, it's that pressure for me on that end. Like, yeah, that's kind of silly because you can't be a mom with kids and responsibilities and want to be an entrepreneur. That's selfish because it has to look a certain way. Right. And it, and it's this predisposition that I can't figure it out that it's just not even an option. Kind of being, being vulnerable enough with myself that I don't let that outside factor penetrating to me doing the work I got to do right to get there and kind of unlearning those things because that's what I know because I don't have a family of entrepreneurs exactly so there's no real staple of support that says hey you got this you can Mm -hmm. figure this out so I kind of have to unlearn everything I know to be able to kind of tap into that part of me that desires that because everywhere I'm looks gonna say that's not really what you should be doing I mean the Unfortunately, everybody doesn't have um, that support, but they also don't have the uh, mindset for it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's something that you... Some people just have it. Like, it's just a part of their makeup. And there's some people that you have to work a little bit harder. Now, let me say this. I have amazing follow through. Mm. I don't have the artistic come up with the idea. Mm. Like, if you give me... I'm a really good follow-thrower, right. right? If you give me an assignment, if you tell me what I'm supposed to do, I got it. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it, and it's going to be dope. 
But if you put me in a room and say, all right, figure out five things, I'm going to be like, mm, how many days are you going to put me in this room? <laughs> like, is this, a, is this a week long thing? Oh, two hours. Hmm. I well, I can tell you right now, this paper is not going to have anything on it when you come back because that's just not me. And I'm the complete opposite. You're going to have to ask for more paper because you're going to have so many ideas. You're gonna, you need more and you're going to etch out some drawings and draw, you know what I'm saying, a layout. And I'm literally the person that will take that and go, I could do that. And right. then I'll make it for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. But what I had to unlearn because I, at one point I had this switch on about entrepreneurship that that was the only way, right? And I'm not saying that it's not a way. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I had the thought that it was the only way. Mm. And then I had to go back and say, okay, so here's the thing. They can't be a whole bunch of chiefs and no Indians. Right. There has to be some Indians, right? Everybody can't be the chief. And I'm not saying that I can't be a chief. I'm saying... Why does it got to look like that? Why does it have to look like that? Like, let's put it like this. There are a lot of people who are where they are because of somebody who was in a position to teach them, let's say a teacher, mm-hmm. let's say, a, you know what I'm saying? You hear people say all the time, like, I just want to thank my fifth grade teacher because she never talked to me and, and explained things to me the way, uh, I mean, she was the only person who did. Nobody else talked to me or explained it to me the way that my English teacher did in seventh grade. And because of that, that's why I'm where I'm at now, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I just want to thank her for pouring into me now. She's just a regular English teacher, right? But this person was able to make a leader. Sometimes people who are in a position, not as the Fortune 500 company at the top, we're talking about a regular person at a nine to five who pushes out leaders. Right. This person pushes... My ex, he's an entrepreneur, but he's really good at creating leaders. Like he has the tools to put it into people. He is really good at that. There are some people who are not entrepreneurs, but they still have the tools to make leaders. They still have the capacity inside of them to make people who they know they can be, push them in that direction. And every one of them is not at the top of a a chart. Sometimes you can get... I remember one day me and you were talking and you were talking about at a clothing store that you worked at Mm -hmm. that there was a manager there who put you in a position to be better. Now, we're not talking about a regional or a district or we're not talking about the CEO of the company. We're talking about a regular manager of the clothing store who pushed you in a direction to be a better manager yourself, Mm -hmm. pushed you in a direction to be a manager. To get into management. Absolutely. Because I wouldn't have. Without that person. That person... Everybody can't be the in in what we think in our head a leader looks like. Right. In our mind, a leader looks like Diddy, mm-hmm. Jay Z, um, I don't know, Barack Obama. Like those are leaders, right? right? This is what a leader. Because if you tell somebody, oh my God, I'm following this guy, and you know he works at I don't know, you. It, Walmart. He uh-huh. works at Walmart and he's the head of the shipping department, right? And they're like, the head of the shipping department at Walmart? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's what? Dude, he's got such good ideas. Like, I took like three different things from him and like 
yo, it really worked for me. He was telling me about budgeting and stuff, and he was telling me about how he was able to fix his credit. And all people are going to hear is that he works at Walmart. Absolutely. But what they don't know is he debt-free. Mm-hmm. He, he paid off his house in 10 he years. Vacations he all vacations the all the time. He got money in his savings account. His kids want for nothing, but he works at Walmart. Right. Those type of people in our minds aren't people that you can learn from. Right. I'm a regular person, right? And let me tell you another thing. I'm not married, and I'm not in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But with all those things said, I'm pretty dope and pretty intact with what is going on when it comes to what a woman should be doing, whether you're a girlfriend or a wife, mm-hmm. what you should be doing in your relationship, all of those things, everything. Oh, and I used to be a side chick. So all the things that I'm telling you goes against me being able to give anybody any type of information about what they should be doing. And if you talk to anybody that I've ever talked to about it, I've helped their relationships. Mm-hmm. I've saved marriages. I've put people in better positions. And I'm usually the person that people text and be like, hey, I need to talk to you. And when I say they do, they significant other <laughs> also be reaching out like, right. hey, call Ariel because we need to talk. I've been a mediator for people, but... That's because I don't have a problem talking through my failures. I don't have a problem admitting that I had failures. I don't have a problem telling people, this is the stuff I did wrong. Now, I'm not telling you it's going to be wrong for you, but I'm telling you it didn't work out for me, and there's a strong possibility that it ain't going to work for you, too. And that, to me, is something that people have to unlearn. Well, see, I think the part of you, that kind of starts getting into breaking down and unlearning those things that we've put on ourselves of how... It should look because a lot of people wouldn't be able to tap into those things you just said and acknowledge them as strengths because they would be too busy in the perspective that I failed. Ah. My failures unqualified. I'm not qualified. I'm not going to say nothing. Let me not step into that room. Let me not move that way. Let me not try this way. Let me not do these certain things because, um, I, I say this and each person can receive it however you want to. Even when you just reference those so those celebrities that you'll see kind of be able to look back and um, observe. Like, man, my mom was doing the best. And they have that. It's a certain level of humility and grace that is, like, mind-blowing of, it, of its effectiveness in changing your mind on something. Like, I promise you, you can line up all that nasty part of you that, like, if you just keep put filtering it through a humility and grace filter. Like, mm-hmm. you keep filtering, you got some stuff left, put it back in the filter. Right. If that's the filter it's going through, you're going to be all right. Because there's no way... That those things, there's so many things that by placement, I mean, you start hearing those things like, by this age. Yes. I thought I was going to be here. By this age, this should happen. That was me. Or when it comes to, you know, relationships. Like, what I love about that clip from Jenny Mai is that level of accountability, she said. Like, I, I don't hold my ex accountable for not meeting the things that I said. Because my bar was low. Absolutely. And it took me having to get out of that and deal with me to realize it was low. And that's why I, that's why I made the statement that for somebody, his act of trying to show up and love on her right. would have been rejected because you wouldn't have seen why the, the 
that the problem was my bar. Right. You wouldn't have received that with such humility. It was like, nah, I don't have a problem doing that. I just didn't want him to come back and resent me. That's something you've got to work through. Absolutely. That's something you got to unlearn. That's something you have to not tell yourself because it's not real and it didn't happen. Absolutely. And I think un- it's a thin line, especially if you apply it to relationships, that I feel like people will say... It's nothing wrong with me having standards. It's nothing wrong with me wanting certain things. I think people lose their own personal responsibility to what they want. Mm. Mm. And that's where the unlearning becomes necessary. Because if you are really the main factor that's preventing you from the things you want, Mm -hmm. you can't keep switching the men or the women on the other side and not acknowledging that you're getting the same results. Absolutely. It's you, boo. If you're seeing yourself as a husband or a wife, or I see this, I see this for myself, I see myself vacationing, and it's nice, and we're going to have family. I'm these kids, I'm going to cook them breakfast. Like, you see it so vividly, and you're like, oh, I keep running into this rut. Define rut. (laughs) (laughs) Define rut, I'm sorry you said. Break it down for me. Is that a nickname for yourself? (laughs) <laughs> or are we talking about the circumstance? What are we saying here? Just well, those go- are the same people who say stuff like, I just can't find the right person, or all women are that crazy, or all, all men, men are dogs. Tra- mm-hmm. No, let's be specific. The ones you keep running into. The ones you choose those, to give energy to. Because you definitely are choosing those. And accountability, listen, I am huge on accountability. Y'all know that. I say it all the time on er- almost every podcast that we do. My accountability is off the chain so much that I actually had to hold myself accountable with my ex. And it at no point was I diminishing his part right. in what happened to us. He definitely was a key component to us crashing and burning. But guess what? So was I. Here's the thing. I think what ends up happening, especially when you start like that type of um, relationship generalization. Um, I listened to a podcast today that I'm going to listen to a couple times. And it's that <laughs> podcast from um, Deval and Kadeem. And they were with Kev on stage and his wife. The title of the podcast is You're Not the Person I Was Marrying. The one note I got through listening to that whole thing, which was just an awesome conversation between two young, they married young, they're still young, um, married couple having a conversation about their ups and downs and adjustments is that there was so much grace given in the conversation. Not that it was present through every storm, Mm -hmm. but that when they're speaking through things that they're able to say, Hey, we didn't get it right then. We, we, we didn't know what we know now, so we come at it different now, yes. see, versus, nah, you should have known. It should have been this. It was supposed to be this. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were harboring that over the things that they had gone through, through the wrong words, through the missteps, mm-hmm. that what it would prevent them getting to. Yes. And that's the part where I feel like we don't always hold ourselves accountable for our responsibility to our happiness, to the things we want. I want... To know I walk in the store and my size is there. You know what I could do? Stop eating fried foods and donuts. <laughs> guess, guess, guess who's not working that hard at that goal? Present. 
me i'm not so i cannot sit there and hold a certain level of like disgust in myself i could i could do that i could be disgusted with myself i could be upset about it but the humility and the honesty would have to hold myself accountable i can't go in every store mad like how you don't sell my size like what you mean oh this so y'all pred so it's just only for the little girls <laughs> so the thick girls don't get no love like i could do that i could be you in that bag i could you could I agree. But would that get me to the goal of wanting to walk in the store and know my size is in that store? If that's what I want, that's my list. Yes. Then am I working hard enough to get where I want? Because there's some things I could do. Maybe they could, they could, you know, ration out their size. Or, you know, they could disperse it differently. But I have something that I still can do. And, my, and saying it has to look a certain way. That it's got to come easy. That it's got to be quick. That it has to be seamless mm-hmm. to get there might be preventing me from getting there. So am I willing to be responsible for it? If I want this relationship that's open communication, but I'm dealing with someone who's never had to communicate like I'm demanding. Not that they're not willing. They just never had to do it. And so, they don't know what it looks like. So, so when you when you so we got a buffer, right? So we mm-hmm. got a buffer. We got to go through a period of figuring out what that looks like, not just by my mind, for what works for us. Because maybe what I thought it looked like is not gonna work with the person that's trying with me. So we got to figure out a medium, or maybe at this job, you know, that I'm got one foot over here and one foot over here because I'm just trying to see what's gonna be better. And I'm not really investing energy to get results that I want. Mm-hmm. You know, those type of things, you have to hold yourself accountable, I feel like. you got to be honest of when this isn't working. And so if you, that doesn't mean lower your standards, change your desires. It's really kind of, I think it's like a self-checklist you kind of have to have in your head. Like, where, what's the roots of this? Like, what this thing that I'm telling myself, mm-hmm. where does it come from? Why do I think this way? And does this apply right now? Is this the only method that gets me what I want? Like I said with my my child, I, I live in Chicago, okay? Think whatever you may of that. I live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I may, in my heart of hearts, desire I want my kid to go to the best of the best of school. Mm-hmm. And that's not in my area or any near Chicagoland area for me. So I'm like, my kid needs to be in private school. But also, I'm trying to get a house. (laughs) I also know what my income is. I also know other factors that I'm literally giving the best to everything Mm -hmm. on my plate. And holding myself as a failure and walking to my job with an attitude like, y'all don't pay me enough to send my kid to private school. I'm pissed. Mm -hmm. That's the version of me you're going to get. And then coming... Mad at these teachers, not supporting my kid at school, the mo- not being the best parent I could be because I'm mad because I feel like I should be being a better parent. So I'm not even giving what I could to what I got Absolutely. on the table. And then I'm mad at myself, so I'm slumping. I'm not combing his hair. I'm not being the best version of me. My relationship is suffering because you don't get it. Yep. And then every factor that really matters to me is suffering simply because I won't try another method method that it's just got to look the way I told myself for sure and if it if it doesn't look that way 
like I said, it's wrong and you're offended by it. And I just think it's a lot of different um, factors that go into unlearning. It has a lot. I, You know, the other thing I think we have to make sure we say that it has a lot to do with culture mm. and it has a lot to do with um, uh, generational curses. There are a lot of different things that we do in culture mm. uh, that we need to unlearn. Would that would culture Which, coincide with environment or is it slightly different? If that's your, if, if, but here's the thing. There's a lot of different things that have to do with culture and it's not your environment. I know a lot of people who are, have a, um, maybe your parents moved you to a more affluent area, mm-hmm. right? But they want you to keep the culture of where you where you from. from. Okay. Um, you gonna go to this school and get this good education, but you're not gonna act like them. Mm. That it's kind of like, well, what is act like then? You mean <laughs> pronunciate the words? Because I remember when I came from the city and I don't went to the suburbs to go to high school, people would say to me all the time, you talk white. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not. So I can't talk white. Right. Because I'm not. Fact. First of all. Second of all, because I can't articulate or because I completely pronunciate the word now let's be clear when i get in my bag or if i'm flowing or if i'm just kicking it with people right i talk the way i talk on this podcast right Right. but don't be confused when i move in certain rooms and areas you will know that i went to a very good high school okay and that education has done me well but well she can move oh she can move and, and she can hold conversations about anything. And I think that a lot of times as as a as a um as a culture we stunt our kids yeah. just with that. Mm-hmm. And then there are some generational curses that we pass on mm-hmm. whether it's you got to play a sport mm-hmm. or you can't be in drama class cuz that means that you like, you know, that you're a homosexual or you can't be, um, you gotta be a cheerleader because your grandmother was a cheerleader and your mom was a cheerleader. And, and she's like, here's the thing. I want to play a saxophone. (laughs) And they're all like, yeah, no, mm -mm." it's, 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 your hair has to look a certain way. Girl, listen, I remember when I was growing up, my mom wanted me to be like this cute little Barbie doll because she's always wanted a little girl. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, she had a tomboy. So, when I was growing up, I wanted to wear baggy jeans and I mm-hmm. wanted to be, be, be comfortable. And I'm pretty sure she was concerned that I was going to be gay. Yeah. Mm, never. It did, didn't even dawn on me at no point. But I guess as a parent, that would be a concern. But because of what my, my best mom friend had the same issues yeah i still dress like a boy today whole grown woman got a kid it doesn't <laughs> i like it <laughs> but comfort um, is key for me for sure um but that's an un that's something that that we have to unlearn and, and not put on ourselves or our children yeah. or our friends or our spouse you mm-hmm. you'll tell your spouse like you know you shouldn't do this because of how it's going to look or you shouldn't do that because of 
what, what somebody means, else would say what it's going to mean to somebody else you know and it, it's i think a, a lot of those things play a key factor and it goes back to what i originally said that people think that to tell somebody to unlearn something is to tell them that they're wrong and it's like so you're telling me that what my family has been doing for the last <laughs> 50 years is wrong doesn't apply here ma'am um, so I never used the word wrong. I said just unlearn it. The, unlearn the fact that it is the only. The only way it could be. It's not the only, okay? That's all I'm saying. It's one of the ways. I'm pretty sure there's 900 others. This is just one of them. We're just saying add some more information to your Rolodex. People don't want to. They want to stay where they are, and then they stay stuck, and then they be mad, and then, you know, the world keeps evolving. We're moving forward. I remember there was a time where I couldn't pick up my cell phone, and, um be able to use it as a GPS. I remember there was a time where you couldn't text with cell phones. I remember there was a time when there were no cell phones. I remember when there were just pagers. And then I remember there were sky pagers where you could type a message. Let's go sky page. Full. Then remember they had those, um, trip trip next tales. Mm -hmm. They're like a walkie talkie. And then they had the, the ones that you could, uh, send messages to each other. And it was like a keyboard. Uh, the Blackberry? Mm-mm. No, not that one. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It was like a little, uh, yeah. a literal like keyboard. And then that. you were sending messages to a person's pager, but it was like you typed out your message mm-hmm. to the person or whatever. Like these are constantly changing. And listen, I ain't that old. So for life to be evolving the way it is, you know, you have to evolve also. You can't you can't expect what you had going on in 1920 to be what you got going on in 2020, okay? Yeah. It's not going to be realistic. So moving forward and unlearning and being okay with things is a part of it. And it doesn't mean that you were wrong. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, it's an attack. Right. It's just, look, move forward. It is what it is. So what are two things you? My gems, I think, well, that would be one of them. Like, it's not an attack. It's it's not saying that you're wrong. Unlearning isn't always terrible. And um, everything that you thought you knew is not always right. Sometimes, A, this lady said to me, like five years ago, and I've been holding on to it ever since she said it. She's, I said to her, we were having a conversation, and then I said, that's right, because practice makes perfect. And she said, no, practice does not make perfect. Practice creates a habit. Mm. And if you've been doing something wrong and practicing it the whole time, that doesn't make it right. It still makes it a bad habit. Mm. So... Just just because you've been practicing the wrong thing doesn't mean that you've made it perfect. You've just perfected how to do something wrong. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) Um, Two things. One, I feel like don't wait to be told you need to unlearn something. For sure. Like that, that's part of that self-evaluation. And so if you're making all these adjustments and like surface changes to yourself and your life, you know, I've got this new job and things are great and things, but there's like core habits in your thinking and your processing 
that aren't evolving. Right. You got some holes in the bottom of that thing. And then when it starts to leak, if you don't see it, it'll flood. It, it will. <laughs> and things will, the boat will rock and, and you will stink. be looking. Looking like, where am I? The same place you've always been. You just weren't dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, th- I think that's when you get um, confronted by some one or something that challenges your thinking that forces you to possibly consider, do I need to unlearn this? If you're taking it offensively, I think you should more so ask yourself why this sounds like news to you yeah mm-hmm. and take why why is why is this new why am i re, why does this sound like foreign to me let, let me trace this and two i would say um i'm learning it's kind of like an evaluation that's really what it is it's not saying that everything you know just needs to go out the window it's saying that there's some ways you function and think simply because it's what you know. It serves no other purpose. Right. It has no functioning to your core beliefs, your desires, your goals. It's just what I know. Yep. I know that I saw my dad take care of the house and my mom take care of the kids. That does not mean that's what my household has to run like. But if I was forcing that, because that's what I know. I might be tearing down things that would really make us work, trying to make it look a way that I simply just know it to be. I just know my fiance is awesome with kids. Mm -hmm. Actually, nine out of ten, I'd be like, you want to stay at home? Oh, you got it? Oh, you want to stay home, man? I mean, if I can figure (laughs) this thing out, listen, if I can just get the little investment in these entrepreneurial things, Hey, I will retire you. You mm-hmm. don't you don't you fret. You can sit in this here house. I will buy and you make sandwiches. All the old schools you want, okay? I will listen. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Which is interesting because it's completely different in my house. My mom uh was at home and my dad worked and I definitely don't see myself sitting at home. And that's what here's the thing. And I think it can make or break your your thoughts positively or negatively it's just about you applying where does it resonate and my what what i'm working towards right what what i believe um i didn't see communication uh between my mom and dad and the ways that i would want it for a relationship but i sometimes have to question sometimes when I'm forcing things, is that why? Yeah. Is it simply because I didn't see it and I think I really I really want to fix this. I really want to cure it. I want it to be better than right. that. So because of that, because that's just predispositioned in my head, I am saying this got to look this way. Hey, let me look at what I got, though. Let me just take what I got. Like, this is what we do. Yes. This is how we work. This is what's functioning. Nothing's wrong here. I'm just predisposed predisposition to think it should be a certain way and actually adding more chaos than even exists just because that's so having to take those evaluations and look and that can be hard because if that's all you know it's kind of become your identity of why you move or the way you do so i think people need to know that unlearning doesn't mean like you said wrong throw everything away that you thought it doesn't apply is being willing to question yourself, why does this exist and apply here? 
Correct. That was good. I'm learning, y'all. It's cool. You're not like a bad person. <laughs> you definitely going to get on my nerves. Hey, y'all, I'm going to try to unlearn saying I hate it. Mm. I'm just going to try. Don't get carried away. I don't need y'all in my comments talking about some, you said I hate it and you said, I don't need it. Don't inbox me about it either. Don't send me no Mind sex messages. <laughs> Drink your water and mind, mind your, your business. business.